Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Nicole Reddick with Converting Souls International Ministries. I will be teaching a four-part series from my Converting Soul page, Letting the Rivers Flow, on the essential elements of life. It's a four-part series I taught back in 19, 2019, and I will be preaching it for this month's podcast. Out of the four-part series, Essential Elements of Life, this week we will be discussing the breath of life, the breath of life. We're going to go to Genesis 2, the seventh chapter. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He became a living soul. So what is it that is essential to us? The breath of God, right? And breath in this verse means spirit. It means spirit. So man became a living soul by the breath, the spirit of God that he blew in us. We have a part of God living on the inside of us. And that is our spirit. Job chapter 27 verse 3. Job 27 verse 3. All the while my breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils. Job is describing what breath is on the inside of him. He is describing the spirit of God. The spirit of God. That's how you're living. That's how I'm living. Is by the spirit of God. We say it's our spirit. It is because it's in this earthly shell. But it's it really God part of us. God's spirit in us. And it is living. It is causing us to stay alive. It is causing us to stay alive. So breath here is the spirit. The spirit of God. It is essential to our natural bodies, whether you know it or believe it or not. We think the heart and the lungs, without it, we can't survive. But it is without God's spirit, we cannot survive. It is without God's spirit. The natural body dies without the brain function, without the heart, without the, the lungs functioning properly but your spirit will live on and that's the part of God in you that you need to understand we didn't come alive until he blew the breath of life in us the spirit of God is in us Numbers 16 Numbers chapter 16 verse 22 and they fell upon their faces and said, O oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, 
Shall one man sin, and wilt thou be wroth with all the congregation? And here they are speaking to God. But they first acknowledge that he is the God of the spirits of all flesh. He is the God of the spirits of all flesh. The spirits of all flesh. So here Job is, I mean, I'm sorry, the congregation is acknowledging with Moses that he gave all flesh spirit. He gave all flesh spirit. So we have the God of the spirits of all flesh. There is no other God beside him. He is the true and living God. He created all things. And we get mighty men of the earth and or men and women and they're into all these different gods. But God said, there is none beside him. He is the God of gods. He created them. He gave breath to them. We have to recognize God and his deity. He is Elohim, our creator and maker. Numbers, okay. Job 34. We're going to go back to Job, the 34th chapter. Job, the 34th chapter. The 14th verse. He says, if he set his heart upon man, if he gather unto himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh shall perish. You will die. I don't care how healthy you are. I don't care if your heart is beating, if your brain is working, if your lungs are working. He said, if God gather his spirit from all flesh, you will die. You will perish. You will perish. You will perish. And man shall turn again unto dust. From dust to dust and ashes to ashes. We came from the dust of the ground. Remember in Genesis? In Genesis, let's go there real quick. God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Genesis 2-7, the very first verse we had. He formed man out of the dust of the ground and he blew the breath of life into him. So here we understand it that Job is recognizing God as our creator and maker and Elohim is his name and he is beginning to let us know that if he takes his spirit back from us we will perish we will die we will just drop dead this is what Job is describing to us no matter how well 
fit we are, if God pull his spirit from us, we will die. We will die. Without God's breath, man would die. Psalms 104. We're going to hear from the psalmist David. Psalms 104. David was not only a king and a prophet, he was a psalmist. And in Psalms 104, In verse 29, 104-29, Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and return to the dust. So in other words, he's saying about God, if you hide your face from us, we have a problem. We are troubled. But he's saying and repeating Job. How is it that the people of God understand that we are living by the spirit of God, that he blew the breath of life in us, and that without his spirit, we would die. We will return to the dust. His people understand this, and we have to continue to move and the teachings of God because it is, it is the essential elements of life. And without the spirit of God, we will die. We will, will die. And David is saying, if you take away your breath, I will die. But he here is understanding Elohim because the title in the chapter that I'm coming from it says God our creator he is the creator and maker he is Elohim and there is none other beside him he is the initiator of what we think we are we create things he made the light bulb. He created this. No. In it, we have to understand that we are makers. And we can have the mind to create. But the true creator is God because he created first and then he made. We make stuff out of what is created. So we are not true creators. We are makers. But God initiated creation and he is the maker. And we are following in his footsteps. So if he take away his breath from us, we, are die, we will die. Do you understand your position and God's position? But he gives us a choice. 
to how we want to live and how we move and what we do. But he is in control because if he take the part of him that he put on the inside of us, if he take it from us, we will die. We will no longer have a choice. We will no longer have a choice to serve him. We will no longer have a choice to love him. We will no longer have a choice to be upright in his sight. And that's for those of us who love him. And those of you who don't, you will no longer have a choice to kill. You will no longer have a choice to steal. You will no longer have a choice to serve the God that you serve. If my God removes the breath of life from him, you will no longer have a choice. So when you stand before God on the final judgment day, I want you to understand that's the end of your choices. And if you choose not to serve him, you will end up with the God that you serve in hellfire, in the lake of fire, never to be known again, never to be known again. If God take his breath from us, the 37th chapter this is what God's servants understand about God and I pray that God will touch your heart to understand it too verse chapter 37 verse 9 Ezekiel then said unto unto me, prophesy unto the wind. He's saying, prophesy unto breath. Prophesy unto my spirit. Prophesy, son of man, the prophet of the Most High. He's saying to him, prophesy, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Understand what God is telling him to say to the wind. To his breath. Command him by my words this. Come from the four winds, O breath. He's talking about the four winds here. And this is where we're going to go into a little revelational teaching. The four winds are the four spirits of God. And they go throughout the earth. They're talked about in Revelation. And Zechariah, they are the four winds, but they are of his spirit. He said, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. 
So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Wind is the breath of God. It's his spirit. We breathe air, but it's really the wind of God. He has supplied us with what we need for this natural body. But God is saying here, by my words, by my words, speak unto the winds. And when you speak unto the winds, something is going to happen. Here it is. He's saying that they may live and they were quickened. Another definition of living in the Bible means to be quickened. So their bones were quickened. Now, even as God commanded it in Genesis 2-7, when he blew the breath of life in us, here we have in Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, God is commanding his prophet to prophesy unto the wind and that he, the wind will enter them and they live again. So God can take breath and he can give breath. If he take it, you die. If he give it, you live. 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 We need the Spirit of God baptized. We have a part of Him, but we need our spirit baptized that we can walk and live in uprightness towards God. We can choose life until God say, it is your time. The Bible teaches us there's a time to live and a time to die. But while we are living, let us choose the Almighty, our Creator, and our Maker, Elohim. Our Creator and our Maker, Elohim. Revelations, the 11th chapter. Revelations, the 11th chapter. Verses 1 through 13. Here it is again. God is speaking to two. God has two prophets in Revelations chapter 11. And they had killed his prophets. And they were lying in the street. And they were lying in the street. And they were his witnesses. And after they killed them. And so I want you to read in your spare time. Verses 1 through 13. And in verse 11. It says. And after three days and a half. The spirit of life from God entered into them. And they stood upon their feet. They stood upon their feet. The spirit of life from God. Remember. He gave you breath. So that you would live. And he can take breath. And you will no longer live. And here he's saying. If you are dead. If I command. Or have a prophet of my command. The spirit of life. 
to come back into you, you will live again. And it's not called rebirth, but it's coming back alive because you're set in your same body. The spirit of life from God is the breath. It is essential to your living. This month's teaching, the essential elements of life, it is essential to you living. It is essential. The Spirit of God is essential to all of us. They were quickened. They rose from the dead. Luke 24. Let's go to Luke, the 24th chapter. Luke, the 24th chapter. Verses 1 through 7. Read it, the whole thing, in your own time. And he's talking about Jesus Christ and how the woman went to the sepulcher and Jesus had rose again. And I'm going to read from verse 7. And it says, Why seek ye the living among the dead? I'm sorry, verse 5. And this is an angel talking. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Why? But you know, the people saw him die on the cross. And here it is. They're speaking unto him saying, Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Jesus had rose again, and to rise means to come to new life or recalled back to life that you were living. Why would you seek the living among the dead? If you want life, even though we're talking about living here, you can live spiritually. Live differently than how you're living. That's why Jesus rose again. So that you can live a spiritual life here on earth. In communication with God. You need to rise from the dead. Awaken out of your sleep. Come out of sin. When you need essential elements of life, don't seek it among those that are not saved. Seek it among the living. Those that God has called unto him. He is the life giver. And he knows what you need to live according 
to the spirit in this world. Don't seek it among the dead. Seek it among the living. Don't seek it among those that are spiritually dead. Seek it among those that are spiritually living. Why would you seek the living among the dead? You can't get the true and living God from seeking men who don't serve him. You get the true and living God from those that are living and that serve him. You notice he used his prophets. He said, speak unto the wind and they will live. If you speak what I say speak, people will live. Seek God. You have to seek him among the living and not the dead. The Apostle Paul, he identifies God in Acts, the 17th chapter, verse 24 to 25. And we're going to go there right now as the life and breath giver. God that made the whole world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he gave to all life and breath in all things. God doesn't command us to worship him. It's just something we do. He's let the apostle Paul is letting us know he don't he don't need that. But see, Satan wants that. Satan needs that. And as long as you live your life asleep, thinking the pleasures of sin is good, you serve Satan. You worship him. You worship him. But as you awaken out of your sleep and come to God, you serve and you live. You live. You live. But here we are, the Apostle Paul saying, I give life to all and breath to all. He is the life and breath giver. Life here means the principal part of life. So that means it's the initial part, it's the essential part, is what you need for the spirit and the soul. It's for the spirit and the soul. It is the same meaning from Genesis. It is the essential part of man. The spirit of man is immaterial element. It is the breath of God. We communicate with the spirit of God, with Christ and with God himself this way. Through his son, without the belief in Jesus Christ, you cannot hear or respond to God. That part of him is the reason Christ died so that we can continue in that communication. 
we need the Holy Ghost. And here are some essential verses that speaks to the, our immaterial element, the spirit of man. And it's John 20, 22. It's about being born again. This is not meaning die and um, a natural death and then coming back as someone else. This means our spirits are born again when we're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 1 through 4, it says, The Spirit of God comes in like the natural wind, completely filling God's people. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And this is the baptized the baptism of the spirit and John 3 5 through 8 we need that scripture and Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and telling him we must be born again and everybody that is born again is like the wind the breath of God and he compares it to the natural air the natural wind and he says the people who are born again, baptized by God's Spirit, move in the manner of the wind. You can't see it. You cannot tell always where it's coming or where it's going. And that's how the people of God are. The Spirit of God keeps us alive unto God in the Spirit, just as the air we breathe keeps us alive in the natural. Without the breath of God in us, we will not be able to live our natural lives nor communicate spiritually with Him. Our essential element of life, part one, the breath of life. Peace and blessings, and may you walk by the Spirit of God that you may live and not die. We need to be awakened in this hour and not sleep. And the Spirit of God is the breath of God that causes us to live and awaken.